What is up, my friends, and welcome back to the Awakened Space podcast. I hope that you're all doing well. It's wonderful to see all of your smiling faces. Just kidding, I cannot see you, but that's okay. Let's pretend. Hope that you're smiling, though. Hope that you're having a great time. Hope you're having a great week, a uh, great day, great minute, great hour, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Well, clearly, you're here listening to me, so... <laughs> That's wonderful, and I'm grateful for your presence here. I'm grateful for you taking the time to listen to this. Um, so on this episode of the podcast, I'm going to dive into a series of questions that I found on the internet that I thought would be super fun to explore, actually. So, yeah, let's dive right into it without further ado. Uh, so the first question is... What is our greatest distraction? And for this question, I'm going to dive into more of like the spiritual universe and right off the bat, just say the ego. Um, we, many, many people believe, including myself, uh, well, when you look at it in the sense that everything in the universe is energy and that means us as well, so we are all energy, and energetically, we are interconnected, and so there's that, and it's that connection that we have a hard time understanding because we see ourselves as separate physically, which we are, of course, from one another, but um, we are all energetically connected, and um, what's so interesting is that, like, growing up, we... We're so individualized. I mean, it's not hard to be individualized because we are, you know, we are individual units. You know, we are individual people and everything. But, like, at the same time, we have this gorgeous sense of interconnectedness, you know, that can be explored in so many different ways. And because of that, we kind of forget that we are actually all one and that we're all in this together. And that, like, any time um, someone hurts someone else, it's really just a reflection of how they feel about themselves and really just something that they're doing to themselves. So I think that it's super interesting how, like, when you look at it, like, when I say that the ego is our greatest distraction, I just mean that, like, there's, in individually, there is a voice in all of our heads that's feeding us some story that we were conditioned by growing up. And what's so interesting about this story is that it is filled with an idea of separation. Separation in the sense that it's me against you, it's us against them, uh, every man for himself, um, I should fear you because of this reason, you should fear me because of this reason, let's hate each other for, what, for whatever reason. There's just a bunch of noise going on in the mind. And it's really not productive. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's important to be able to critically think about stuff. But for the most part, our mind is just producing incessant and unnecessary noise. And that's one of the biggest challenges here. Because, like, it's kind of like being able to tell shit from shine. Like, I kid you not, like, 99.99% .99 of the stuff going on in our minds is just noise unproductive noise that really does not help us out with anything and unfortunately it's been the main driver 
of our lives. You know, like we just we're we're so dictated by it, we're so consumed by it. It's like it's like God to us, you know. And um that honestly that's like the biggest distraction because like people people experience literal madness from their minds right their their mind is incessant with noise they're identified with it and they're just like think about it like you ever seen um this happens often with like homeless people for instance uh you know you see people on the side of the road talking to themselves or it looks like they're talking to somebody but there's nobody there right and what's interesting about this is that it's just like we're no different from them. They're just doing it out loud. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. There, there's a difference between, you know, like, like for instance, it's important to have self-talk, right? You know, walking yourself through a problem, like that's that's hugely important. You want to do that because that's productive. It helps you out in a reasonable manner, right? It, it helps you gain clarity on things potentially. Um, it helps you in terms of goal setting, in terms of um, understanding yourself, self-awareness, all this and that. Um, but what's interesting is that like we mistake ourselves as the voice in our heads when really we are the awareness behind that voice. And that's one of the biggest challenges here that a lot of people really have a hard time grasping. And so like when you look at it in the sense that it's more so a distraction, a distraction because oftentimes we're not even aware of the problem that it is, the problem that persists, the problem, the problem that occurs. And what's really going on here is that, like, think about it this way. Human beings, the average human being right now, has lived their life, like, 99.99% on autopilot. Those very small portions of life that it's that's experienced when like like say for instance um I mean like 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 presence, like being like fully aware of like what's actually happening. That's the real stuff right there. And otherwise you're just on autopilot living by the program that is the subconscious mind. You know, through every experience and every, you know, um, yeah, like basically through every experience that you've had, it's basically, you know, it's like plugged into your subconscious mind and you're living based on that. So like you could even be living like, <laughs> I don't want to scare anyone, but like you could be living a lie. Like the things that is going on in your mind could just be complete bullshit, you know, like more often than not, it actually is too, which is crazy. Like like the amount of times that you're thinking about something that's actually not true and that will never happen isn't that scary <laughs> like seriously like like for me i grew up experiencing a profound amount of very severe social anxiety and what's been so interesting for me is the coming out of that the exploration outside of that of like understanding like wow like the reason that i was experiencing this was solely based on the fact that I was not in control of the thoughts in my mind, and not only the thoughts in my mind, but at the same time, the breath, you know, like, controlling the breath to such a way that helps me um, maintain inner balance, inner peace, inner stillness, all that beautiful stuff, and when you don't take the time to do that, you're totally goddamn right, you're going to be controlled by the stuff, like, 
the some, something that I've really come to understand recently. Um, I don't know why it was just recently that this really started to occur, but what's interesting is that, say for instance, you have a negative thought in your mind, right? This negative thought is kind of like anxiety-inducing for whatever reason. You know, it uh, it's like, oh my god, this is terrifying. And then what happens is that that thought then produces those chemicals which then correspond with your breath. So then basically it takes your breath from... Maybe it was, you know, like regular, just like, like, kind of like relaxed breath, right? It takes it from that to more of like shallow breathing, shallow, short breaths, breaths of, of fear, of anxiousness, of worry, of, uh, you know, doubt, of whatever it might be. And then what's interesting is that that breath then signals more of like similar thoughts in the mind. So it's kind of like this like this interconnectedness, this beautiful interconnectedness. The reason why I say it's beautiful, you're probably thinking, Chris, that's not beautiful. That's terrifying. I don't want that. You know, I don't, I don't want to be thinking terrifying thoughts and then have, you know, uh, my breath be corresponding with that. Well, it's beautiful because you don't have to. You can be in control of this. You can control your thoughts. You can control your breath. And you can maintain inner peace and stillness. That's how this stuff works. That's what I'm talking about here. And the sooner you get on board with that, the sooner your life will change. Because literally, you learn to control your breath, you will control your life. And the more deep breathing you have, the better your mind will be. It's just the way it is. That is just the way it is. Um, Besides, shallow breathing um, triggers stress receptors and... That's why you're always like, you know, like, like you ever, you ever see someone who's just like, not only like frantic, but they're just like, you can tell like they're just uptight and they need to just like chill the fuck out. Like it's usually because their breath is so shallow. Um, but yeah, it's, it's our, the, the ego is our greatest distraction because it creates a whole lot of unnecessary, literally the, the ego's main role in our lives is to sustain it's limited self-image. Like, that's literally all that it is. Um, spiritually, of course. You know, I'm talking more on the terms of spirituality. And the reason being is because, like, like say, for instance, the ego is self-identity, right? And it's like, this is the idea of who I am. Anything outside of that is unacceptable, and I need to maintain this because that's my job. And it's just, it's not true. It's, a, it's an unconscious construct. So, um... And just the stuff that it leads to is just so unnecessary. So, yeah, it, it stops us co- from connecting with ourselves deeper. It stops us co- from connecting with other people on a much deeper level. It stops us from everything beautiful, honestly. Uh, the ego is not your amigo. <laughs> um, and also, um, recently I've been learning about ego tantrums, which is super interesting. Uh, just to brief this real quick. Ego tantrums are basically like, there's a story created in your head, right? And you feed that story. And, you know, um, maybe it's negative, right? And the more you feed it, the bigger it gets, and then it just overwhelms you. Unnecessary. (laughs) Totally, totally unnecessary. But it's still, that's the way it is. That's that's the way it's been. And um, be careful, because you need to make sure you're aware of whatever you're getting sucked into in terms of mental noise. 
And the more you're aware of that, the more things will change for the better for you. So, yeah. Make sure that you get on board with that, and your life will change for the better. Moving on to the next question. Describe heaven and how to get there. Alright, so, like... <laughs> of course, because, I mean, like, you know, there, there have been people with, like, you know, near-death experiences, as well as people that have actually died, but then came back to life. Um... I have no uh, experience with any of that stuff, but I have experience with inner stillness, inner peace, mental stillness, all that stuff, and um, that's heaven, honestly, when you're not so consumed and corrupt by all these different things going on in your mind and you can be still, and you can have that sense of... I like the way that uh, Eckhart Tolle, author of The Power of Now, the way that he put it, was like, you're so caught up in mind-made stuff, right? So caught up in mind-made stuff. You're like, you're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. You know, like, just like, like, oh, oh, oh. Like, 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 all the time, just all... There's like a storm going on in your mind, right? And then mental stillness is the opposite of that. It's just pristine it's serene it's peaceful it's gorgeous it's relaxed it's it's wonderful and that is from what i've experienced on this planet that is heaven you know that from what i've experienced in my own life that is that is heaven um heaven on earth and if we were all to get to that point then you know we'd probably experience some type of like uh, utopia or something. <laughs> we, cause, see, the thing is, like, like going back to the whole, like, what is our greatest distraction? Like, we are literally our greatest distraction. Like, if we were just to unplug from the noise of the mind, literally, literally, everything would change. Everything would change, and we would realize how ridiculous it was to ever have been caught up in there. Uh, we're only caught up in there because we're used to it. <laughs> And we think it's what we need to do. It goes back to the whole idea of the ego being this self-image that um, subconsciously and unconsciously we think we need to sustain, which we really don't. Ego deaths are very real. And um, they're very humbling. And uh, it's just, it's it's very interesting stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, so heaven and how to get there. Heaven is uh, mental stillness. It's being aware of your thoughts and not taking them so seriously, not attaching to everything and creating a thunderstorm out of everything. Um, you get there through meditation. You get there through awareness. You get there through observation over and over and over and over again. And it takes repetition because we've been so conditioned into thinking that that's how we need to live. It's not. It's not how we need to live at all. What we need to do, actually, because that that's that's not even productive. Like that's like. Let me let me say it this way. The, the ego. What it is interested in, which is very unconscious and very, you know, just not even aware of itself. What it's interested in is self-preservation. It's interested in separation. It's interested in being the winner, the winning player in the environment. It cannot take attack, but it can attack. 
and it will attack because it is highly um highly self-destructive <laughs> um the ego is interested in building bombs and destroying others because it wants to win that's all that it cares about and uh we genuinely have no interest in that we you know like there are things like fear that keep us stuck inside of that kind of stuff of like, oh my God, what if this person, this, the, what, you know, the, and then essentially we're basically wasting our entire lives away thinking about things that, you know, like, it's not, it's not a matter of like thinking about things that will never happen. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, look at the world today. It's pretty crazy. You know, being safe and taking care of yourself and, you know, vigilance, of course, you know, it's, it's, it's important and everything to like, like be aware and everything, but when you are in a state of excessive worry unnecessarily, you just create so much unnecessariness for yourself, and it really just fucks everything up. Um, our, <laughs> our cortisol levels have probably never been higher in our lives. We are, we are more stressed out than we've ever been. I, you know, I, I genuinely wonder, like, how animals feel. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, we, of course, we get to you know, relax after a long day, lay down and watch Netflix. Meanwhile, you know, animals out there have to worry about, you know, being eaten and stuff and, like, you know, finding food for themselves. It's, like, it's a completely different dynamic. So, like, in terms of being sheltered, it's very different. But, um, yeah. So, <laughs> the, 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 way to, the way to heaven is through meditation. It's through introspection. It's through observation. It's through... Uh, questioning. It's through um, connection with um, with others, because you learn so much about yourself connecting with others. It's just the way that we are. We are human beings. We are social animals. That's how that works. And um, yeah, it's just it's it's a beautiful thing. He heaven. I mean, like I'm not aware. Like I I do believe in like you know like afterlife. I believe in things like like reincarnation and everything. Um, but, like, I don't know what heaven is aside from what I've expressed here in terms of what we can experience as human beings. But I do believe that if there's a heaven that you're looking for, it's the heaven that is within all of us. This beautiful stillness, this lack of unnecessary judgment from all the incessant, you know, unconscious noise in the mind that's just constantly on a repeat all the time you know going beyond that and transcending that and entering a state of just like zen you know just like awareness like stepping outside of all that noise and then being like wow i was so caught up in all of that wow how unnecessary <laughs> it's it's interesting stuff it really is but um yeah that's uh that's what i believe heaven here on earth is and then imagine like if that you know if that grows within the person and then you know those people th that that person connects with other people and spreads that um that essence that that beautiful feeling that beautiful understanding that experience and then, you know, it goes to other people and they they come to learn it and understand how to achieve it. Like, that's, 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 that's fucking awesome, you know? So, that's that. Um, what is the meaning of life? 
That's the next question. What is the meaning of life? I suppose it's different for everyone. Um, I think that I've kind of evolved as a person. So from my own experience, I kind of used to be like an existentialist, uh, kind of like, you know, searching for my own meaning and creating it and everything. Um, but like as I've grown, it's a lot more on the side of love, you know, um, I think that we are pure love, and I think that expressing that is what we're here to do. Um, but at the same time, from what I've read from Eckhart Tolle, again, um, he had a wonderful quote that really resonated with me. And that quote was, You are here to unfold the divine purpose of the universe. That is how important you are. And just like, it goes back to the whole idea of awareness. Um, and another quote from Eckhart is, uh, you are the universe becoming aware of itself, becoming conscious of itself. And this kind of stuff just like makes me realize like, like, yeah, like, you know, this is why it's so important to transcend the noisy mind is because like when we do that, we recognize ourselves not as the noise, but as the awareness behind it, which we've always been. We just kind of forgot, right? We we started mistaking ourselves as the noise, and we were never that. We just kind of, you know, we forgot about our, you know, our place, who and what we are, and all of that. And I just, I think it's super interesting. I think it's super fascinating. Um. So, yeah, like, the meaning of life is, you know, to be here to experience awareness to love and to be loved and um to to you know truly continue growing in awareness like that's really what this is all about it's a matter of awareness it's going back to that quote you know we are the universe becoming conscious of itself um it's all about conscious awareness becoming aware becoming aware um learning you know, making mistakes and learning from those mistakes and growing. Uh, that's really, I think, foundationally what's going on here at the core of it. So, next question. What is the greatest quality humans possess? That's a really good question. Um, actually, I'm going to go back to uh, the one that I was doing before. Love. Love is, in my opinion, the greatest quality that humans possess. Uh, we're all capable of it. I mean, I don't want to generalize. I really don't. Because <laughs> I've grown up to believe that everyone can be good. And I, as I've, as I've, like, just honestly, like, I'm not meaning to sound, like, indecent or anything. But as I've grown and as I've learned about people and as I've learned about, like, different things that people have, um... I'm not entirely sure how 100% true that is. I do kind of still believe it. I kind of still believe that, like, humans have this um, ability to be good. You know, I, I think that it really all comes down to the noise of the mind and, like, disidentifying from it and realizing that, like, we are all here now in this moment and... You know, everything else is pretty much illusory. You know, like, whatever thought you might have about someone else, um, it's probably not true. You know, especially if it's negative. If it's positive, you know, like, say, for instance, you think that this person has the potential to be good. 
That's a good thought. That's a positive thought. And it's probably quite accurate. Even if the person is not good. Maybe they've had a rough time in life. And uh, maybe they just need to learn and grow. And maybe they choose not to. That's their choice. But that doesn't make what you think of them uh, invalid. It just is their choice to stay the way that they are and not really evolve, right? So, like, when you just, when you, when you step outside of all that noise and realize that it's really just projections of yourself onto other people and you realize that, like, it's just not necessary, like, literally, like, just so many things change. So many things change. Um, but, like, our ability to love is something that like you know <laughs> i've seen i've seen these signs around before where it's like um if uh if this person or you know if uh if people can hate for no reason i can love for no reason you know and it's like like i i genuinely admire that you know like like you don't gain anything out of hating for no reason you know it's just not there's there's no reason for it and it's all coming from a place of pain a place of you know, a uh, wound, and, um, yeah, I mean, just, like, I genuinely believe that love is our greatest, um, potential, our greatest ability, and I just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an incredible quality, um, and last question is, what is it that prevents people from living to their fullest potential? <laughs> I'm going to go back to um, Socrates on this one, actually, um, because his famous saying, the unexamined life is not worth living. Um, the thing that stops us from our fullest potential, I mean, there, there are a few things, but I think that it comes down to comfort, right? We, we, get, we get comfortable with who we are as people, uh, even if it sucks. <laughs> Even if it sucks, yes. And, um, like, you know, like, even if we as people suck, like, we get comfortable inside of that. And then we become, like, addicted to our own unhappiness. It's a real thing. It's a very real thing. People are actually addicted to their own unhappiness. Yes, I said it. Um, it's a very hard truth to face, but it's very true. It's very true. Um, uh, otherwise known as victimization. The, uh, the woe is me story. It's another aspect, it's another characteristic of uh, the ego. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, comfort kills, you know? Like, you get comfortable with a certain way of being, and you kind of tend not to, like, venture outside of that. So it's like, eh. Um, but, like, yeah, so, like, it, it's comfort, and then comfort stops us from being introspective, you know, which basically entails going within and discovering ourselves, you know, uh, seeing the shit, learning about the, the shine, and all of that, and, um, just, uh, just, um, kind of, like, you know, being able to step outside of what it is that you're used to, and just going from there, introspective, uh, introspection, I should say, is a very, um, it's a very challenging thing to do because you're going to be faced with different things that 
you don't like, different things that you don't want to see. And there's going to be a lot of darkness, but there's also going to be a lot of rainbows. <laughs> see, it's, it's funny because like most people don't want to venture because the darkness is terrifying, right? We all have some type of darkness inside of us, whether it's you know really fucking dark or whether it's just kind of like shadowy and everything. Um, none of it is fun to explore. But there is, you know, there is potential out on the other side. Like, I'm just, I'm all about that. That's why, like, for me, you know, human potential is so important. Um, I've done my own introspection. I've discovered myself. Um, and I recommend it for everyone. Because not only are you doing yourself a favor, but you're doing the world a favor. Because you're discovering your potential you're becoming a better person. Therefore, not only are you benefiting yourself, but you're benefiting the rest of the world because you're actualizing that. And the world needs that 100%. <laughs> I promise you, the world needs people to be self-actualizing. But for the better, of course, you know, not for their own selfish gains and everything, like for the, for the betterment of the world. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Those are the questions. And um, that was fun. I want to do more stuff like this, and I want to, like, kind of, like, uh, explore different things as well. But, hope you enjoyed. Thanks for showing up. Much love, light, and peace. Over and out. Namaste.